Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Alrighty, welcome back to Shut Up and Ball. I forget I'm on this side now. And yeah, I mean, we're almost right here to the end of the, the start of the season. I am Aaron. As per usual, I'm joined by Mr. John Harris, as everyone, if you're watching YouTube, can see. Uh, but we're also joined, very special guest, Mr. Mitchell Matthew, <laughs> our local resident Washington football team fan. Uh, that was supposed to happen a year ago. But to be honest, not bad it's happening now. So no offense, John, throwing it to Mitch first. You know, how are you doing, Mitch? And I, I, I think we know how, but just real quick, how did you become a Washington football team fan? And you know, if you want to explain that real quick for the people at home. You know, <laughs> because of this man right here, this is Sean Taylor. Rest in peace, soul. Been a fan for about 16, 17 years. Diehard Washington. I bleed burgundy and gold. I love their colors. Um, that's one of, the, one, of, one of the things I love. I, I'm glad they didn't change the logo completely. Because their colors, their uniform the colors, at least the combinations are really good. Obviously, you had to change the logo. But, uh, John, how are you doing? I see you're, you're ready for this episode, obviously, repping your Cowboys. I'm doing good, you know. I'm ready for this episode. <laughs> I'm glad that Mitch won't be here when we talk about the Cowboys. And I'm glad that I will be here when we talk about Washington. And uh, I before we get started, Mitch, I do have a question for you. Uh, out of all the names that you heard, would you rather stick with the Washington football team or go with any other name they could come up with? Uh, I've been hearing a lot of names out there. Um, the ones that I, I, you know, stood out to me, I kind of like the Red Wolves. You know, I'm a huge Wolves. I like um, huge Wolves fans, so I think that's pretty good. But I wouldn't be opposed to them keeping the Washington football team. It's unique, you know. A lot of other sports do it, um, I think, you know. I wouldn't hate the name if it stayed the same, but I could see the Warriors or the Red Wolves. They kind of stick them in the ring pretty well. I don't think y'all will do the Warriors for the simple fact that everybody's just going to think of Golden State, and that'd be weird. Yeah, possibly. All right, anyway, so, that's all I got. Okay. All right, so we're just going to jump right into it. I'm going to name <laughs> off some, uh, some, uh, some of the offseason moves, and I'll throw it to Mitch first. But let me do that first. Um, so a bit of changeover. You know, Alex Smith left. I think he technically retired, right, did he, or – I forget. Yeah. He's not yeah. part of the well, team anymore. He got cut and then he retired because so, he got okay. cut. Anyway, and then obviously Ryan Kerrigan uh, left. Uh, Morgan Moses was a surprise cut as well, and he left as well. Ronald Darby, uh, Ruben Foster, who I believe was talking to the Jets earlier today. Uh, let me see if I can. Once again, I'm just trying to make sure I didn't miss anybody else important. That's really about it, unless someone popped up in your head, Mitch. But so that's in terms of losses, in terms of gains. Um, apparently, I brought back Eric Flowers. Am I seeing this right on over the cap? Yes, yes, you <laughs> brought did. back Eric Flowers. I yeah, left guard. Um, we also lost. Um, what's his name? Uh, you said Darby. Darby Ronald and Darby. Kevin Pierre Lewis. Yeah. If that's what you're thinking about. Mm -hmm. um, but 
so yeah, Bryden, Eric Flowers, Borrow, Bryden, Charles Lino Jr., who's a solid tackle, Adam oh. Humphreys, uh, and then uh, and then also Bobby McCain, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who is I think they've already named him week one starter, correct? Yep. Um, and then a few, and then obviously one guy I really liked, uh, you know, William Jackson the third. I think that was a great signing. Uh, and then you know Tyler Lawson, and then Curtis Samuel too was another good one there as well. Mm-hmm. And in terms of the draft, um, first round the nineteen got linebacker Jamin Davis, a guy I wasn't high on, but I saw the I, I can understand the need and you know the fit and you know he can still probably play. I think I tackle Samuel Cosme out of Texas in the second round. Uh, third round got a cornerback Benjamin St. Just or Justy out of Minnesota. Juice, Juice thank you. I didn't wonder if I need to pronounce that properly. Uh, but then last, <laughs> uh, last but not least in the third round, got a guy I really liked, uh, Dami Brown, another wide receiver out of North Carolina. Uh, so I'm gonna throw it to you, Mitch. How do you feel about your team's off season and how it'll impact uh, this season going forward? You know, I really think we got better. I think we got better on both fronts of the ball. We did lose Darby. You know, we lost Kerrigan. Uh, he went to the Eagles. You know, but I think we did get better with adding William Jackson. We get a, a fresh landing Collins. You know, he'll help the uh, run defense tremendously. Um, and then there's a sleeper guy that people don't talk about, Matt Ioannidis. He's coming back healthy. You know, he's going to be in that rotation for the D-line, which I believe is top two, top three in the league. On the offensive side of the ball, you know, we're going to get a new signal caller, no more Dwayne Haskins, no more Alex Smith, no more Kyle Allen. We have a, a journeyman in Mr. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, hopefully we get the Fitzmagic and not the tragic, but um, I think he will bring uh, – a level of quarterback play we haven't seen probably since that in the beginning before Alex Smith got hurt or Kirk Cousins. I think he, if he could turn, uh, not turn over the ball, he'll be great for us. We also uh, added Curtis Samuel, who's a speedster. You add him with Terry McLaurin and Antonio Gibson, all people that run four threes. Um, I, feel like I think we're going to be fast. Three if he, yeah, the Army's up there. Yeah, the Army, I think, is going to be a uh, really big uh addition to our team you know he brings that like uh flair to our receiving core he could go up and get the ball he had a really good catch in the preseason also the back shoulder from fitzpatrick which i really love to see yeah and then um obviously you also have logan add logan thomas to that if you can build oh, yeah. on what he had from last year um so a lot of exciting stuff um but yeah so uh, you did mention fitzpatrick <laughs> um and, and i think oh, yeah. i don't know how john thinks i'll throw it to you in a second john but i think we saw Miami Fitzpatrick. If he can get at least Miami Fitzpatrick, it'll be fine. And I think that's what he is. He's actually, you know, gotten. I know he's older, and some people think he can't teach a dog old dog new tricks. But he's gotten better at taking care of the ball as as he's gone on throughout the years. So, but all right, John. I know this is you know a rival team in your division. How did you feel about their off season and what they did? Uh, I liked some moves a lot, and then some kind of puzzled me. Uh, first off, I really liked the, the bigger name additions that they added, like Curtis Samuel, William Jackson, the third, I was also a fan of Diami Brown. I think they just added more weapons because we obviously know how good Terry McLaurin is Antonio Gibson really showed out last year. And so I think adding Curtis Samuel and Diami Brown, like that just gives you more options to work with. And those two guys are both four, three guys. I don't know Diami Brown's exact 40 time these days, but I'm pretty sure the last recorded 40 time he ever had was like a four, three, five or something like that. So two speedsters, 
I, I think that could really open up the, the field for scary Terry. I think he could actually potentially have a career best year just because of, you know, the, the opposing defense is not having to put so much pressure onto him uh, to try and stop Washington's offense. Um, I know some people might have different opinions on Ryan Fitzpatrick, but I think he's an upgraded quarterback. Um, Kyle Allen's he's okay. I mean, we know what Haskins like, it, it just didn't work. Heineke had his few moments, but I, I don't think that he's really a starting quarterback and Fitzpatrick, I think is a great option for, you know, your one year, two year stopgap kind of guy as you find your next quarterback. Um, so yeah, I, I like overall most of the additions they made. Uh, one guy wasn't super high on was Jamin Davis, the linebacker they took in the first round. I felt like he was a little bit overrated. Um, we both like Jeremiah Owosu Koromoa more than him. Um, but obviously there was the injury concerns and maybe Washington just didn't feel comfortable with that. Um, so yeah, I mean, that, that was really the main issue or the main thing that I didn't like. Um, I also, I don't know how to feel about Sam Cosme. I think that like, I think he could have a lot of potential at guard, which I don't know what Washington's plan are like to put where to play him. I don't know, Mitch, if you know where they plan to play him yet. Um, but I, I think that like, they're going to play my tackle. Okay, so and so maybe they try him out there. They swing him to guard later in his career. I don't know. I think he has potential to be a really, really good guard in the NFL. Maybe not like Pro Bowl level, but a really good one. Um, and then at tackle, he's sort of similar to Connor Williams on the Cowboys. Both went to UT. Both have really sort of shorter arms. And at tackle, like that's that's just a thing that you got to have because you get these super fast shifty defensive ends who are you know way more athletic than you are and so having that longer wingspan can really help stop those kind of guys also he's not like the strongest of offensive linemen which is once again why i just think that he'd be really good at guard uh, because at tackle there's just certain you know worries i have that maybe he'd get a little bit overpowered uh by some guys or they'd be you know more athletic than he is on the edge um but overall i mean i i, I think washington got better like mitch said um I think they have the potential to have the best defense in the entire league this year. You know, you got Chase Young in year two, the the two Bama boys, the defensive tackle spots, Montez Sweat, their two cornerback spots are, you know, real solid now, bringing back Kendall Fuller and William Jackson III, who I think was really underrated at corner. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, they, they have all the pieces to have a good season this year. I think, obviously, even though they have Fitzpatrick and it's an upgrade, that's still just the big question mark because he has had some inconsistencies over his career. And we've seen with so many teams that as good as you can be, if your quarterback situation isn't fully, you know, solid, then it, you know, you could lose some games that maybe you should have won. So, yeah, overall, I, I think Washington's maybe a team that's kind of flying under the radar right now. I think I don't know what y'all's win total is right now, like in the Vegas betting odds. I think it's like eight and a half or nine. I feel like that's kind of low because out of out of all the NFC teams, I think the safest bet right now to actually win the division would be Washington because they have a really good defense, they have playmakers on offense, and they have you know a, a veteran quarterback. So. Yeah, overall, I like their offseason as a Cowboys fan. I, I don't like when the other opponents have good offseasons, but I, I mean, I got to give them credit. I think they did well. Um, and, and they're one of those teams that, like, if they can get a really elite quarterback over, like, the next three years, you you got to be worried. Yeah, so um, I guess I'll start with my evaluation. Um, obviously, I think I've already told Mitch, I already alluded to, I, I love the William Jackson pickup. 
uh, added with that front four, um, and I'm with Mitch. It's easily top two, top three in the league, if not, if not one. Um, especially when you mentioned Matt Ioannidis is just a rotation guy. That's a pretty good defensive. Uh, Which, by the way, real quick. Uh, I don't know if y'all saw this. Troy Apke has apparently been moved to cornerback, corner. yeah. which is yeah. the first white corner that could maybe start a game this year <laughs> I, in like over a decade. I didn't even like I, I didn't even yeah, know like that did. was even a thing. So <laughs> the last one was Jason Seahorn for the Giants. That was like <laughs> oh, geez. early two thousands. Damn. Um, but regardless, I mean, I so yeah, I love, I love. I think the defense will be better, even though we weren't high on Jamin Davis. I mean, like I said, just. If they definitely got better talent wise, and then right. like Mitch mentioned, uh, Chase Young, I think he was out half of last year too. So now this year he'll have a full training camp under his belt. He's already got, you know, experience in the NFL from his last year. So uh, he's gonna be more scary. I mean, everyone knows I love him. I got you know all that flack for him. Best. I had two. I had two of my edge rushers. Um, but and, and then on the offense, like I just think two more weapons. Even and I think. You know, well, obviously, Fitz, I think we all believe Fitzpatrick is an upgrade over the situation that he dealt with last year. And even if he's not the answer, I mean, I think Heineke can be solid enough. Uh, you know that though there'll be a playoff team, I imagine that that because um, like we like once again, like we saw last year, just take care of the ball. This defense is so good that you just just don't blow the game. You know, maybe make a throw. We might need you to make a throw or two here to you know a big throw. Other than that, just manage the game. Uh, but regardless, I mean, this is, in my eyes, I know we're going to talk about the rest of the division, but in my eyes, this is my division, my favorite to win the division of this team. And that's not because Mitch is here. I would say even if Mitch wasn't sitting there staring at me. Um, I mean, I'm the Cowboys fan, and I said they're the safest pick yeah. as of right now. So, There's just um, question marks and, about everybody else. And maybe the, it's at eight and a half because, I mean, do have a rough start to the season. We get, the Chargers aren't an easy out, and then the Giants week oh, yeah. two on Thursday night. So you get a short week to go to, the, to play the Giants. And then you're going to go to Buffalo to play Buffalo and Josh Allen. So that would be a great oh, test boy. for the defense. And then, you know, Falcons, okay, Saints. And then you play the Chiefs Sweet Six. So, uh, and then my Packers <laughs> right after that. So, you, and then, oh, by the way, yeah. two week, a few weeks later, you play the Bucks right off your bye. But at least you get the bye for the Bucks. So, uh, <laughs> that three do, weeks is rough, though. It is rough. Yeah, it's a big, I mean, yep. it, for four weeks. But, I mean, at the end of the season, you do have a little bit more. You know, you have the Giants again, week 18, Philly. You have a lot of division games, really. Last four, last five are division games. And then you have the Raiders right before that. So, um, yeah, I, I love this t- team. This is a team that it's not. I, I think they're gonna fly on the radar again this year. It's gonna be one, one of those teams where no one cares. Oh, they went. They won twenty to seventeen. They, they, no one cares, you know. And then all of a sudden, when we look at the end of the year, and you know, kind of like a wild card game last year, like oh my gosh, they almost beat the Bucks. It's because you know they have a great front seven, and they were one of the few teams that has a talent just to stop the Bucks run game and pass game. But um, any final thoughts or anything you want to add on there, Mitch? Um. <laughs> Go Washington. <laughs> I, I have a quick question for you, Mitch. Yeah, what's up? Obviously, you know, th- this is pure hypothetical because as of right mm-hmm. now, Deshaun Watson is dealing with all the allegations. But let's say that he got fully cleared tomorrow and the Texans say, we're trading him, give us your best offer. If who – because obviously Houston's going to want some a lot of picks, probably three first is what I'm hearing. Uh, and maybe a young defensive talent. I'm imagining that Chase Young is off the table in your mind, but who who else outside of Chase Young would be off the table? And if Deshaun Watson was available, would you even want him? Of course, uh, 
I personally, I would, Deshaun's a great quarterback. If he's, you know, all these legal situations are gone, he's scotch-free. Um, I wouldn't mind us taking a look. He's a very young quarterback. Um, you sign him up, you guarantee yourself a good quarterback for at least, I don't know how long his contract is. I think but, it's five um, years. Three or four. Oh, yeah, probably. This guy, he's got time. If it's five years, you get five years of, a, what is he, a top six, seven quarterback in the league, probably maybe even better. Mm-hmm. Um, he brings a new aspect to the team we didn't have, which he's a, he could run the ball also, which um, a, a lot of the other quarterbacks couldn't. Of course, I would. Uh, the people that would be untouchable, uh, I realistically, a guy for I, Chase Young might be the only one, to be honest. So if they say uh, scary Terry, Antonio Gibson, oh, come and, on. like you know, Don't do this the, the defensive tackles, Jonathan Allen, Deron uh, Payne, any of those guys are available. I wouldn't want them to go, no. Right. But I feel like a quarterback is so valuable in this game. Um, scary Terry's great, Jonathan Allen's great, but I feel like it's easier to replace those players than get a, a lead quarterback in the league. So I would right. be opposed to trading. I don't like to say it, but I'll be opposed to trading them over, you know, getting get Deshaun Watson. All right. So let's say then they come to Washington. They say we want three first round picks. One of those players that I named and like a second round pick. Would you do it? Actually, three fives, Mitch. Yeah, I feel like that's got to scare you, right? <laughs> yeah, it scares me because last time we traded our pick, um, RG3, you know? Yeah, we traded away all our first-round picks, and then, you know, he didn't pan out for us. So, And, and keep in mind that that kind of price tag could probably get you, like, the first overall pick next year, and then you're picking from, you know, all the college quarterbacks there. Yeah, like Oklahoma guy. Spencer mm-hmm. Rattler. Yeah, Spencer uh, Rattler. I don't know if you want him. No, he's not good. He's, uh, he's one of the options, though. We don't know. We got to see this year. Yeah. But With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Man, it's tough. Um, I say you have to go for him, man. You know, it's a quarterback. It's very hard, especially a guy who's like 26 years old. If we get him for five years and then we could maybe extend them, you, you got to take a chance at a quarterback. Um, it just, I don't know, bro. <laughs> You're telling a Washington fan to give up his old team. I, mean, I feel like for any team, it's going to be hard, except for maybe Miami, because they got all those draft picks. It's kind of ridiculous. oh yeah. But I feel like you got to make a move for Watson. You know, if he's he's an elite quarterback. I mean, like I said, I would imagine they'd probably want Chase Young, and and in that case, I don't know if y'all. Would I don't do think it. they would trade him. Then I think so. y'all would just go for a guy in the draft because that wouldn't require Chase Young. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, if if with that defense, if Chase Young's not in the deal, I think Washington would totally do it. And then there, I, I think they'd be a Super Bowl team at that point because when you have that, or in the running for it, 
Yeah, I mean, but when you have that good of a quarterback with a top five defense, like minimum, I like I said, I think they could be the best defense in football. Uh, plus, I imagine you still have Anto- uh, Antonio Gibson, Logan Thomas, Curtis Samuel, maybe Scary Terry if he's not included. Then, I mean, you, I don't know how they wouldn't be a contender. Um, but yeah, I, I was just interested to see if you would do it because I know some fan bases are uh, not too keen on paying that price tag. It's a quarterback. It's a quarterback's league. You know, you have a quarterback, you know, you're always going to be in the playoff hunt. Also, yep. uh, preseason, this guy, Patterson, I don't know where he came from, from Buffalo. Jared Patterson. Yeah, eight touchdowns yeah. in Buffalo. He looked really good, too. And then I'm happy they signed him um, over Peyton Barber. So I think he might be a sneaky guy. You know, Antonio Gibson has that receiving aspect. This guy just he works hard and he just hits the hole really hard. Yep. Yeah. Um, this last point, I mean, it's more of a comment. I yeah, I am agree with John about the could be you know fancy. Uh, Washington could be one of the better defenses this year. I, I really I've just to take you back yesterday, just doing a live draft, sitting there. I I, I do the strategy. I wait to get defense second to last and a kicker, and I was like, oh man, Washington's about to fall to me. And then Washington got took like uh, two picks, two picks right before me, and the guy already had a defense, so I was a little upset about that. Um, I ended up getting New England. So not too bad, but I would prefer Washington because you play the Eagles twice a year. We don't know how good the Giants' offense will be. They're already, I, just from watching preseason, their offensive line has issues. Um, and then, I mean, I think Dallas will be good offensively. So, But even then, like last year, Dallas struggled with turnovers, and that's what gets you <laughs> fantasy points. So, Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised you mentioned that. I feel like you would have – I thought you would have gotten that Thanksgiving game out of your – you would have suppressed that out of your oh, memory. We, that was we're, listen, when we talk about the Cowboys later in this episode, I'm going to bring it up, and it, it's painful, <laughs> but you got to talk about it. You uh, sure I can't say for that Cowboys talk? Listen, you know what was worse about that Thanksgiving game? I was playing Antonio Gibson in multiple oh money leagues, oh and he just – I had to watch him tear my team a new one and me in fantasy, and I'm pretty sure I lost both the leagues that I played against him. Before we let go of Mitch, one last thing. like, Is, is that – okay, there's that or when – and I know Mitch remember this night when Fat Rob Kelly ran all over my Packers on a Monday night. <laughs> yeah, that was when you – because I owned Rob Kelly in a league. And he actually won me a game, but it was like, was it worth the pain that I went through? Because also it hurts more now in hindsight, the fact that he didn't do anything after that. <laughs> Rob like, Kelly, I remember that game like it was yesterday. Yeah, but uh, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know which is worse. I feel like that one is, I feel like John's situation is worse. But no, it definitely it was on Thanksgiving. And then the worst part about it, uh, both teams ate each other, you know. It's a huge rivalry game on television. I think it was it was actually, um, if I'm not lying, don't quote me, it was actually like the most uh, watched game on television for like the regular season. Oof. I'm pretty sure. Thanksgiving so. one, like that, I feel like that's the worst for me because my <laughs> whole family's there. Like all my relatives are in town. We're watching the Cowboys game and it, no one wants to talk afterwards. That's Was that the one where Montez did the pick six? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Jesus. All right, but... um. Hey Mitch, really appreciate you, you joining us. Uh, I'm glad, you know. I'm glad, you know. I'm not gonna say exactly where we are, but I'm glad you and your family and you know and everyone we know there is doing okay after you know the two hurricanes that hit your area. Uh, so yeah. I'm really glad to hear that. And you know, uh, we hope. I appreciate. It. Hope that maybe we'll bring you back mid-season. I don't know if we'll do the mid-season reviews, but regardless, you know, thanks for coming on and you know just sharing your insight about your team with us. 
uh, the Washington football team. <laughs> I'll be back if we're, you know, if we're winning. If we're losing, you might not see me. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> well, if we're losing, we I might. It might be the opposite. If you're losing, we might actually want to check in with you, <laughs> as opposed to if you're winning. So, um, but we appreciate it, man. And you know, have a nice night. And obviously, I'll see you. We'll talk tomorrow since we're all in the dynasty right. league together. So that'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be really fun. All right, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. Get the recording going. <laughs> so now we're going to start with the New York Giants. Shout out to our friend Tyrone, uh, you know, resident, local, resident Giant fan. I guess also our friend Derek, too. Can't forget him. Uh, so let me go over what uh, they went through. I'm sorry. Once again, I should have had the Google Doc for this. Uh, bad on me. Um, You're good. All righty. So lost wide receiver Golden Tate. Um, also the right tackle Cameron Fleming, which I'm only mentioning that because they've had line issues for feels like forever um you know also lost wide receiver dante pettis uh, big loss we mentioned in the vikings episode uh defensive lineman dalvin tomlinson who i really liked he also left as well uh bj hill was another you know depth kind of lineman that they had uh that they lost and then looks like that is about it on in terms of losses uh additions oh sorry and they also cut uh kevin zeitler that's another loss that they had guard uh, which is pretty big, but they brought in tight end Kyle Rudolph, which is now especially big since Evan Ingram might miss time at the time of this recording. Um, also brought in John Ross, who already has a hamstring injury. Um, def- brought in defensive line Dammy Shelton, who I think is a solid fill-in. Uh, center, I think they traded for him recently, I, f- I forget, but Billy Price from the Bengals, they brought him in. Uh, grabbed cornerback Dory Jackson from the Tennessee Titans. Um, I'm only mentioning this because I know Packer fan, but traded for Josh Jackson, our, our former second round pick uh, from the Green Bay Packers. It brought in Mike Glenn as a backup quarterback and Devontae Booker as a running back. Uh, and then that looks like to be it. Oh, oh I forget. Wide receiver Cannon Galdi was their big signing uh, for the free agency. And we all know that they are New York, so they do get their hands in, into free agency a lot. So, in terms of the draft, first round at 20. They initially, I think, had 10. They're in the teens, I forgot, but they traded back they with the Bears. 12. 12, because tra- the Bears wanted Wait, to trade. No, they were at 11. They were 11. right after Dallas. Yeah, y'all were all in that scrum together. Um, yeah, but the Eagles were next. <laughs> round one, pick 20. Grab Kadarius Tony, who I believe has a foot as an injury right now, so he may have missed the beginning part of the season. I don't know his timeline. Uh, then got in the second round, a guy you liked, uh, edge slash linebacker Aziz Ojulari out of Georgia. And then the third round picked up a cornerback I was kind of high on, uh, Aaron Robinson out of UCF. So adding to that uh, defensive back room, uh, you know, we all know uh, Joe Judge, uh, you know, came from New England, so he's running that New England-type defense. Uh, so having a lot of corners, first of corners, is very key to them. Uh, so I'm going to throw it to you, John. Uh, how do you feel? You know, this is a Giants team that almost made it to the playoffs last year, mainly just kind of like Washington because of their defense. So how do you feel about their offseason and uh, how it'll impact the season going forward. Well, first off, uh, I mean, the Kenny Galladay signing, I think, was a big one. So was Adoree Jackson. I think free agency is always just a, it's a weird spot, right? Because I think a lot of guys get paid more than they should. Um, and I think I said this because we made a video about them signing them. And I do think that both of those guys were overpaid. Um, now that doesn't mean they're not good players. That doesn't mean that it wasn't a good signing. I just think that based on the market value that they probably were commanding what they deserve. I, I just, I have a little, you know, question marks, right? For example, 
uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. He went on like a bargain deal to the Steelers, and I have to imagine that he didn't do that because you know he was so loyal. I, I just think that maybe the market wasn't fully there that he thought would be there, and so maybe he took a little bit less money, but I think it was like one year for $8 million. Yeah. Meanwhile, Kenny Galladay, I, I don't know the exact figure, but I think he's getting almost twice that. Up. One second. Um, and so... I just based on their like levels of production, I'm not entirely sure that there's that big of a difference between Kenny Galladay and Juju Smith Schuster. And I think overall, if you probably took out, you know, last year, uh, which once again, last year, their defense was amazing. They had Chase Claypool breaking out. Deontay Johnson is solid and Juju still had a pretty decent year. I think you could honestly make the argument that they're sort of like Juju might be better. Um, do you do you have the exact cap figure? So yes, uh, four years, seventy-two million, forty million guaranteed. Yeah, so that that's that's a lot of money. Um, that's you know that's almost getting up there to you know twenty million dollars a year. Uh, so it's it's just right under that. And you know, once again, I'm I'm not sure that there's other receivers who he's getting paid way more than that he's that much better than. Uh, and also, I think. I know it's weird, but like for for example, like Kevin Love when he was in you know Minnesota on the Timberwolves, right? He was on a really bad team and he stat stuffed a lot and he was putting up crazy numbers. With certain guys like Kenny Galladay, right? He was on a really bad team, except they had a good quarterback, and so Matthew Stafford maybe just relied on him a ton. And I'm not saying that Kenny Galladay is a bad player, right? But you, they're just every time there's a guy like that, there's just question marks of okay, how good is he really? especially when you're going from Matthew Stafford to Daniel Jones. Can he put up the level of production that they just paid him for? Because with that kind of money, I think he needs to do better than he has done. Um, especially last year where he was just – he was hurt a lot of the year. He, he wasn't on the field for a, a large portion of time. When you pay a guy that much money, I would like to be a little more confident. Uh, but that rant over. Overall, I think the Giants had a good offseason. I think if you take out the cap figure, right, uh, and I – I think one reason that maybe they can pay those guys that much is they're not going to have to pay Daniel Jones, like high level quarterback money. If they do keep him, uh, unless he has a Josh Allen, you know, MVP level season last year, which I don't think anyone believes he's going to have, but if he were to have that sort of a year, then you got to pay him a ton. But if he, even if he like gets better, I don't think people are expecting, you know, his market value to go, you know, 30 million or more. Uh, I think it'd be below that if they were to resign him. Um, so that frees up money for other people. Uh, and, and like I said, if we take the cap figure out of it, I think they upgraded at receiver. Uh, I think they upgraded at corner. I really like Aziz Ojolari. Uh, I think maybe it's going to take a little bit of time for him to really grasp the NFL because he's one of those guys like Brian Burns to where he's a little bit undersized, but he has really good athleticism and when you're going up against these just monstrous, you know, tackles like Tyron Smith or, or David Bakhtiari or, or Tristan Wirfs, I don't know which side of the field Ojalari is going to line up on, uh, but I'm just naming off tackles that he's got on his schedule. Uh, you know, like those guys are big, they're athletic, they're, they're just beasts. And so it, it might take a little bit more time for him to develop into the NFL. Uh, but just from a technique standpoint, I thought he was the best pure pass rusher in the draft. Um I think we were both, you know, you were more high on Kadarius Tony than I was, but I think it was a solid pick. And Saquon Barkley comes back healthy. I mean, there, there was just a lot of positive moves that the Giants made um, throughout their offseason. But none of them addressed the main questions I have about the New York Giants, and that is Daniel Jones, Jason Garrett, and this offensive line, 
really. Um, I, I mean, they added a few offensive line guys like Billy Price, but I think they really like their starting center. I can't remember his name. All I know is he's got the long hair and he loves talking trash. Uh, he he gets into it every time you know, they play bet, the Cowboys. I bet, I bet. I'm not gonna. I, I thought about messaging Rowan right now because he probably would instantly answer back. No, don't don't ask him. Um, it doesn't matter. He's, he's not that relevant today. So, um, anyway, so I, I, I still just have questions about their offensive line. Daniel Jones, Jason Garrett, but Jason Garrett. Uh, I mean, maybe I'm a little too harsh on him because I'm a Cowboys fan, but I feel like when I saw this guy be the coach of my team for over a decade at some point you would sort of understand like, okay, this is who he is. And that, so that's how I feel like I, I know about Jason Garrett. And I just, I think there's a lot of times where he lacks creativity and that's going to come back to buy any offense. And I feel like most of those times are in crucial moments, like third down when you're going forward on fourth down. Uh, and, and I don't know if he has the same luxury that he has that he had in Dallas, right? So there was times where on third downs, he would just run the ball. And sometimes it'd work out, but they had a really good offensive line. And the Giants don't have that. And so I think with the with the lack of offensive line talent, you have to sort of scheme up things that are gonna, you know, get the ball out quick and and make a play happen. And I'm just not sure that Jason Garrett is the guy to do that. Uh Daniel Jones, I'm not honestly the way that I'm expecting this season to go unless he, you know, completely proves me wrong. I'm not expecting a massive jump and I'm, I'm more than likely expecting the giants to look for their next quarterback after this move. Now, I also said that about Baker Mayfield last year and it looks like all signs are pointing towards them resigning him to a big deal because they had a successful year. Uh, But also the Browns, unlike the giants, once again, have one of the best offensive lines in football and with a bad offensive line, it's just hard to do good. Um, and, and I think that affects Saquon Barkley too. I think that there's really, there's like a, a cap on the ceiling that he can reach because of the offensive line play. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I think they had a good off season. I don't think they addressed the concerns I do have. Maybe they're banking on internal improvement because they do have a couple of high draft picks along that offensive line. Uh, Matt Pert was a third rounder. I think he's the right tackle. Will Hernandez is still there. He's playing right guard now. And I believe he was a second round pick. Um, Andrew Thomas, who it's looking like a bad pick right now because Makai Becton looks so monstrous. Tristan Wirfs, um, Jedrick Wills, Jedrick Wills for the Browns. I mean, there, there was just a lot of tackles that went after him that have looked really good. And yeah, I, I, I still have question marks about him, but he was a first rounder. He was the fourth overall pick. So maybe he can develop into something. Uh, it's, it was just interesting that I thought he was the best, just pure pass blocker in the draft. And last year he just did not look like that. Um, so who knows? I mean, I'll, I'll turn it over to you cause I feel like I've kind of been rambling a little bit, but okay. I, I just, I don't feel like they address the con- main concerns that I have about this team. And although they did upgrade at other spots, I'm not sure they got that much different. Yeah, so I'll start with defense. I'll start with the good news. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think defensively, which you alluded to, I think they'll be at least the same or better. I liked the Dory Jackson grab. I liked, you know, I mentioned uh, the rookie that they grabbed, uh, uh, Robinson, that I almost blanked on. Um, and then, you know, even though they lost Alvin Tomlinson, you know, they brought in, uh, you know, Danny Shelton, who's similar with, you know, knows the New England system because he's been in New England, went to, you know, worked with Matt Patricia in Detroit. Um, and then, you know, obviously Blake Martinez another year in. So uh, I'm not worried about their defense, uh, as are you. But yeah, my concerns lie on the offense. 
I'll start with the offensive line. Uh, just wasn't that impressive in preseason when the starters did play, especially like you mentioned, Andrew Thomas. He just hasn't looked like the f- number four overall pick. Um, and like, and it does hurt when guys like Mackay Becton had a really good year, like you just went on about. And then also too, uh, you know, first round this year. I mean, could have gotten our guy Christian Darisol. He was falling, and I thought, man, this. I remember seeing there going, man, they get Darisol. That's a really good pick. Um, and obviously they got Tony. I understand because you get Darisol and he misses again. It, it looks kind of bad on you, but I mean at the same time, like you got you got to take your you got to keep taking chances, taking stabs. Eventually you're gonna get one right. Um, and like you just but also I will say they're kind of in that awkward position where they just drafted those other two guys, yeah. so maybe well and Pierre's a third rounder, so it's like yeah can, you know it's not like a, a lot of pressure. If he, he could probably they could you know, make it, make it work, move him to guard or something. I know he was more raw coming out. Um, so it's, or maybe you can get Darius Hall to play guard. You can, you figure this out. I think Elijah Vera Tucker was also there at 20. And, you know, and he was, uh, I think he was there when they, before they traded back, but I think he went like 15. Did he? I forget. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Did the Jets trade yeah. up and get him? Oh, I forgot. The yeah, Jets they, they trade traded up. up and got I forgot. I, I'm, I'm, in my head, I'm still thinking they had 23. Yeah. Um, bet they traded up. But regardless, I mean, they had that. And then, um, so it is it is disappointing because, like John mentioned, I just feel like we're not going to see Saquon to his full ability. And maybe that also limits, you know, what – Jason Garrett can do because he's not confident these, you know, if he, you know, if he wants to pull one of them or do, you know, some kind of creative run or play actions, like, can 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 I trust a? Can I trust his offensive line? You know, I'm not going to name any names. I don't know, but you know, can I trust Matt Peart to to win his one-on-one battle this time? Uh, you know, against Montez Sweat. Uh, and then also, like the other issue that John mentioned that I concern that I have too is Daniel Jones, um, just he's like the opposite of Eli and maybe he, because he watched Eli at the start, but you know, Eli's issue was at, at the end of his career was, you know, he started looking toward the pressure and he'd get rid of the ball real fast, you know, even though the pressure wasn't really getting there while Daniel Jones, it's like, he watched him. He's like, okay, so I need to be more patient in the pocket. And at times it's like, no, Daniel, you need to get out of the pocket. You're too patient in the pocket. And that's why you get, you get strip sacked so many times or, and so, um, yeah, hopefully he can improve on that, um, you know, on that internal clock in his head, get out more, because we've, we've all seen he has the wheels to, to move, you know, scramble, make, you know, just buy more time. He's got a solid arm, and like we mentioned, you know, for a while now, 
he's got all the weapons. I mean, even though Evan Ingram's out, Kyle Rudolph's still a solid tight end. You have Saquon Barkley, one of the better backs in the league, and one of the better receiving rooms in the league. With you know, with like we just mentioned, Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard. So there, people forget Darius, Darius Slayton's there. You get Darius Tony back. You're four deep. Like man, that's that's a lot of quarterbacks will like that. So and oh, you have a very good defense behind you too. So you know, you don't have to worry about you know playing catch up or it's not a lot of pressure on the offense just take care of the ball is the only real is the main f- focus so um honestly yeah i'm with you john i think this team will be looking for a quarterback in the offseason i don't i think they'll just miss out on the playoffs again i regardless regardless this will be a tough team to play i think like i mentioned with mitch's uh red uh oh i almost said the wrong team name washington football team uh they're going to be on the opposite end though i think there'll be a lot of 17 20 games uh, that you know they're just right there but if they get the right quarterback or if you know daniel jones does progress they could they could be a real force but um you know i just want to reiterate one last thing i mean remember i remember reading the report i forget where but they were really banking on justin herbert to come out that year for daniel jones he didn't um and i mean not that it matters now because i mean everyone outside of Caleb murray isn't looking too great in that quarterback class but yeah it's it's not looking like an amazing pick uh, like I initially did, but uh, like I said, can't fault him for that because the other three quarterbacks after Kyler Murray aren't looking too hot either. So we'll see what the Giants can do if they can address that, uh, or if maybe they can surprise us. So uh, that is the New York Giants. I feel like we spent a good amount of time on them. <laughs> now we can move on to the team that John probably is dying to talk about. I don't know, but I'll be real quick. So the Dallas Cowboys, you know, they're on hard knocks. And so I'm gonna go over some of their their I'm gonna go with the losses first. Uh, Sean Lee, I believe he retired, correct? Yep. Uh, lost to center Joe Joe Looney. Uh, Alden Smith also left. I don't think he had much of an impact. Um, Chidobe Awuzie cornerback also left as well. Uh, I'm trying to see if I'm missing anybody else important. John, let me. Is anyone off the top of your head? uh say Xavier i mean andy dalton left oh andy dalton but... why is he not sorry i'm he's right there i'm just see this is why i should make a spreadsheet that's my fault um you're good but yeah this is on from all, once again this is all via over the cap.com uh so addition wise though you know john mentioned i think we mentioned before cowboys offensive line isn't as great right now as it used to be brought in tackle ty Naseki from the bills who i thought was solid uh, brought in a couple of safeties and Malik Hooker and Keanu Neal because they did bring in Dan Quinn to run the defense. Uh, let's see, that was a long snapper. Make it also to... added safety Demonte Casey, uh, he's on former the Falcon list. as well. Uh, not really much else. I know y'all were strapped for cash anyway because uh, he had to resign Dak. And then draft wise, though, um, really hit it out of the park. And excuse that ad that just played if you heard that. Um, playing pro, pro football talk. Dot com. Um, first round, I picked 12. Trey got Micah Parsons out of Penn State. He's already looked really good in the preseason. Looking like he's going to be great pick regardless. I uh, got a guy in the second round, Kelvin Joseph, a cornerback out of Kentucky. Guy I didn't do much homework on, uh, but maybe I think he's more of a – I'm assuming he's a kind of a scheme fit for Dallas for that Seattle scheme that they're going to be running, the cover three. Um, and they got a few other guys – few other people but i liked also fourth round jabril cox a linebacker at lsu a good solid you know kind of take a chance on him uh i'm not sure why he, i thought he was around third 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 round for me so especially if uh i forget his name Jalen smith is not even is still not very good he can be the rotational guy if necessary i feel but i'm not sure how dallas feels about that 
uh, I'll stop. Uh, I'm forgetting the word. Uh, filibustering. John, how do you feel about your Cowboys off season and uh, how it'll affect this season? Uh, I mean, obviously, there was a lot of high expectations last year that a lot of people, myself included, put on the Cowboys, and they did not live up to them for a variety of reasons. But, you know, the, I, I think the main thing that really stood out, because the offense, you know, you could just – you can make the excuse that, okay, they had a lot of injuries. And I, I think it's a valid one because when a lot of your top guys are hurt, it, it's, you know, it's just hard to perform. Uh, but on defense, they were just, they were just bad. Like they were just flat out bad. Uh, I know DeMarcus Lawrence missed a few games, but like for the most part, they just sucked. Um, and so that, that has brought about a big, a big off season of change. And one thing that I've heard so far about the Cowboys defense is a lot of people are sort of negative on them going into this year is like, well, they're just the same old defense and whether they improve or not, that's just factually wrong because the defense is so different just personnel wise. I think like half of the defense has been overhauled. Uh, and when, once you start including backups and all that kind of stuff, uh, their entire draft, I think, except for offensive tackle Josh Ball in the fifth round and the wide receiver Semi Fajoko in the seventh round, sixth or seventh round. I think those are the only two offensive players, fifth round as well. Uh, and so those are the only two offensive players, everybody else. And I think there was like seven picks besides those guys were defense. Uh, and so they went and they addressed defense pretty heavily. And I, I think the, the biggest move that I was excited about was uh, actually bringing in defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn. Uh, we had our most successful defensive seasons over the last decade in the Seattle scheme with uh, former Seattle DBs coach, Chris Richard calling our defensive plays. And so I think Dan Quinn, he can bring back some of those schemes that made us successful because last season we tried to completely stray away from that with defensive coordinator Mike Nolan. And I'm just glad that they fired him because he's never he's his track record even before Dallas was never good when it came to defenses. And so at least we're getting Dan Quinn, who has some incredibly successful defenses under his belt previously. Um, now, I'm not going to assume that this defense can make that sort of jump. But I think the goal right now for this defense is just to be mediocre. And I think that's it's within the realm of possibilities, uh, but it, it's still going to be tough to do just because they were so bad last year. Um, the notable position battles that I've heard about in training camp are first off corner. Um, Kelvin Joseph was an interesting pick. Um, not that it was a bad one. I think that there was guys that they wanted that were picked ahead of them. Trevon Morig is the name that really stands out to me. The safety at a TCU. Apparently they were really high on him and he got picked by the Raiders. And I think there was another corner that also got picked like early. Uh, Tyson Campbell got picked early in the second round. I hadn't really heard if the Cowboys were high on him, but I mean, I, I assume that he was somewhere on their draft board in that second round slot because they needed a corner. Um, and so once those two guys went off the board, I think they just went with the most talented guy that they saw. And Kelvin Joseph was a guy who formerly was at LSU. I think he got kicked off the team for disciplinary reasons, transferred to Kentucky, you know, had, you know, got, got things under control, had some successful seasons. And I don't know, the base guy, just think he was, you know, one of those guys who I think has a lot of high talent. He reminds me of Randy Gregory when they picked him, a guy who they thought could have gone higher if he, you know, didn't have the, the issues he had in college. Um, so I think they were going for the most talented spot. I, I don't feel like it was scheme though, because 
the thing that I noticed later in the draft is that Dan Quinn went for long, lanky defensive backs with Nashawn Wright and Israel Mukamaku, I think is how you pronounce his name. Uh, those two guys are both like six, three, six, four defensive backs, and they're very long wingspans, all that kind of stuff. And if you look at Dan Quinn's former defenses, Richard Sherman, six, three, Brandon Browner, six, four, like that's, that's the stereotypical corner that he sort of wants. Kelvin Joseph's like five, 10, five, 11. So I don't know. I, I don't know what the, the mindset was behind picking him, but I don't think it was a bad pick so far. I haven't heard that he's going to win the starting job in training camp, but he's a second round pick rookie. You know, not all of them can do that. Um, so anyway, so that that's what I've heard out of corner. And then the other big major spot on defense would be the linebacker spot. And I know that casual or just fans of the NFL who don't really care that much about the Cowboys are sort of really high on Jalen Smith. But I think that's just because he puts up a lot of tackles and he, he's really good at getting tackles. But if you're a Cowboys fan, you know that his tackles are like, 12 yards downfield after a big play that shouldn't have happened if he played it correctly. Um, With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And, you know, maybe you can blame it on the scheme, but I'm, I'm just really concerned that the injury he had in college is starting to limit his mobility later in his career. Cause I think one of his shining assets was his speed. Uh, and so I, like, honestly, I, I thought the Cowboys were going to cut him this off season and they can't now because once they, I think it was after June, they didn't cut him. Uh, they fully guaranteed his contract for the season. So they're going to play it out with him on you know the team this year. But all I'm saying is if you watch the Cowboys and you're shocked that Jalen Smith is not playing a lot, that's why. Uh, but everything I've heard in training camp is so incredibly positive on Micah Parsons and Jabril Cox and Keanu Neal. Keanu Neal is played safety before, but he's playing linebacker for the Cowboys. Like I've, I don't think he's played a single snap at safety in any of training camp or preseason so far. It's just been purely linebacker. Um, I'm sure maybe if injuries happen, he would, you know, potentially have to move back to safety, but right now it's just all linebacker. And the big reason that they wanted him to do that is because Leighton Van Der Esch is okay at it, but Jalen Smith sucks at it. And that is coverage from the linebacker spot. Keanu Neal being a bigger safety, he, he played coverage a lot and he's significantly, you know, good at it uh, compared to most linebackers in the league. So I've heard nothing but good things about him there, and I think he's going to have a really large role on third down specifically. Um, Micah Parsons, I think he's like the highest-graded uh, run defender in preseason so far, and he, he hasn't played a ton, so it's a small sample size, but our run defense was terrible. Look back at the Browns game last year, and you can see that Micah Parsons is going to have a massive, massive role for this team. I think that he's going to be on the field a lot, and I think they're going to move him around at different spots. I've heard that they might play him a little bit as a pass rusher sometimes, sort of like Bruce Irvin was for the Seattle Seahawks during their runs. Uh, but also I expect him to play a ton of linebacker because he's just, he's just really good at football. Um, Leighton Van Der Esch, I think, has had a quietly strong camp. The biggest issue for him has just always been injuries. And so he's healthy right now. And if he can be healthy, I think that's a solid addition, you know, for the team to him, you know, just being back. 
Uh, so yeah, overall, I, I think they could, I think they should improve is basically what I'm saying, just because they have so many different phases on defense. Um, I think another name that's sort of going under the radar right now because he's hurt is Neville Gallimore. I know you were pretty high on him last year in the draft. I was pretty high on him. I've heard really good things out of him in training camp. He's supposed to be a starter this year. He did get hurt, and I think he's going to miss a few games, but he should be back. Uh, at most, I think he's going to miss four. Uh, but he should be back, and I think that him and Tristan Hill, when they both come back in defensive tackles, could be some big, much-needed additions for the defensive line that we need. Um, so that's the defense. Offense, I'm just going to keep it real short. Um, CD Lamb's a baller. Draft him in your fantasy leagues. He's going to go off, but don't ignore Amari Cooper. He's going to go off too. This offense, I mean, they they have the talent to be a top five offense in the league. They have no excuse to not be one. Um, and I expect everybody to rebound from last year because I think last year overall was just a bad offensive year. And I think everyone should improve uh, this year with Dak being healthy, the offensive line being healthy. Um, but the one issue, like I mentioned earlier, was turnovers. They have to clean that up. I, I'm hoping the coaching staff is emphasizing that and not ignoring that because of just how bad the overall team was last year. Uh, because although they were the number one offense, I think through like four games last year before Dak got hurt, they also led the league in turnovers. So that's my thing on the Cowboys. My expectations are if their defense can be mediocre and their offense lives up to expectations, I think they should win this division if that's the case. Obviously, the questions remain, can those things happen? Uh, can they be healthy on offense? Can the defense improve? We'll see. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I mean, it's, it's just kind of a wait-and-see thing with the Cowboys because they have the potential to win the division and be a playoff team. But if things don't pan out, they could also be bad. Yeah, so um, I'm with you with the most pressure to the offense. I expect turnovers. Also, the fact that Dak will be back. I think the turnovers will trim down so that'll help trim it down just naturally um yeah i hopefully i'm glad that i didn't know neville was uh basically a starter so i'm glad that you know that he did and i honestly this this scheme fits neville gallimore better than what y'all were trying to run last year which i am with you i mean it's just i don't know who to blame on that that's that i don't know if that's mike mccarthy but just trying to fit a square peg in a round hole like that defense was literally drafted to run a 4-3 seattle scheme and you try to make it something it's not. That's why it didn't work there. Uh, for but the also, record, I blame Mike McCarthy for hiring his buddy Mike Nolan, and then I blame yeah. Mike Nolan for instituting that defense. <laughs> and I blame Jerry Jones for allowing Mike McCarthy to hire his friend who has a track record of crappy defenses. Because if you look at the defenses he's had, his last defensive coordinator gig, he had like three straight seasons on the Falcons with a bottom five defense. I don't understand how they hired him. Yeah. Um Sorry, what was I was like, oh, and then my, so I do like the linebacker. I didn't know Keanu was playing linebacker, and the only worry about that is he has had injury issues, and if when it comes to the run game, like he, if he's at linebacker, he's going to have to, he's going to be more in the box, I assume. Which, like I said, I think it's mainly a third down role. Um, okay. I, I don't know how they'll mix them in, but I'm, because they do have Michael Parsons, Van Der Esch, Jalen Smith, I think the goal is to pull off Jalen Smith on third downs, put in Keanu Neal, and if he does get hurt, I mean, I think Jabril Cox and his coverage ability can, you know, fill that void. But I, I hear what you're saying because he, he's had bad injuries. Yeah, and and maybe the uh, I forgot his name. What was it? Kelvin Johnson, right? I almost said Kevin. Yeah, Kelvin Joseph. Uh, Joseph. Joseph. Sorry, um, mixing up him in the in the uh, 
Giants <laughs> cornerback. Yeah. But um, maybe you went and got that guy instead of, the, instead of the typical, you know, tall, lanky receiver for the Seattle scheme because, uh, you know, the Seattle scheme, I feel like just as a whole, it's starting to die out because teams are starting to figure it out as a whole. Uh, now, great, granted, you know, Gus Bradley, some of the better teams that run the Seattle scheme, I mean, I'm trying to think of the other one, but Gus Bradley, I know, um, you know, they tend, they still mix it up. They don't just sit in, you know, the same two or three defenses. Uh, so maybe, hopefully Dan Quinn can see that from his counterparts that he worked with and say, okay, I need to incorporate that in my offense because, um, yeah, especially if Kelvin's not starting, if it's, you know, I, I did like um, Trevon Diggs last year, but still. Just from what I've heard for the cornerback depth, by the way, it's Trevon Diggs, Anthony Brown on the outside, okay. and then Jordan Lewis in the slot spot. Okay. Kelvin Joseph and... Nation Wright as the backups to the outside, and then Maurice Kennedy is their slot backup. So, cornerbacks—sorry, cornerbacks aren't as bad as I thought. I was going to this—I was going to say I was like more with their cornerbacks, but I forgot you had Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis, who are both solid, more twitchier guys. Um, so, it could potentially be that. But yeah, like I think we kind of alluded to, health is a huge concern because also you know Malik Hooker is back at safety and he's had injury issues. But if he's you know if he's healthy, he can be a solid you know play the earl thomas role solidly obviously not to the level earl thomas did uh but he can be that type of he can just execute it well um i i am worried the only thing i'm worried about too i forgot to mention for your offense my last point is offensive line Uh, just you know zach martin's still good but tyron smith's been i I don't know how he how he is health wise but last year i feel like not even last year for the last two years he's kind of been dealing with stuff I mean, at this point, you just chalk it up that he's going to miss at least three games because I think it's happened the last handful of yeah, years, especially even with, just the last two. Especially with the 17-game season. And yeah. then, um, I mean, so hopefully we'll see. Maybe, you know, maybe the line just got better overall. You know, it's I think that was, was your Sanders. I'm guessing Biotich. Biotish is, is how it's pronounced. It's kind of hard. Yeah, so he's a starting center. Okay, so, I mean, so hopefully he's progressed. Um, but... We'll, yeah, I'm I'm a little bit with you. I, I regardless, even if that all clicks, I don't think that they'll win the division as long as Washington's relevant. Just because it's, uh, I just against Washington, I feel like the their defense will be able to slow you down enough where you know their off their offense can do a little bit. Um, but re- regardless, I think you're mm, it's very close between you and the Giants. But I know you're better than the Eagles. Um, I'm not sure what your schedule looks like, but um, I, I expect the Cowboys to be a wild card-ish team. Uh, I'm not sure if I'll have them make them playoffs, but just saying in realistic terms, would not shock me if in the season if they're in that hunt. Um, but And honestly, you know, before we get to the Eagles, so I expect this division just to be better as a whole. I think last year, too, they just have a similar style of play. A lot of these, you know, like we just mentioned with Washington and the Giants, two very defensive teams. They're going to win ugly games not rely on their offensive lot. And then, you know, the Eagles, I mean, the Eagles still have a solid offensive line. We'll get to them in a second. But because uh, so, sometimes you have to play to your division. And I think that's just what happens in the NFC East. And everyone just thinks that, you know, they're all sucky or it's boring football. But they're just a little more old school or, you know, except for the Cowboys maybe in recent years. But even before that, we're going to build through the trenches and then figure it out from there. So, uh, but that is the Dallas Cowboys. And we'll see if, uh, if they can stay healthy and if hopefully – I think I did see net just a few uh, few minutes ago that Dak is expected to be full go for Week One. So, yeah, I mean in training camp he's been fully cleared to start throwing, you know, do everything. So, so alrighty. So now going to the last team, last but not least, the Philadelphia Eagles. A lot of turnover with their new coach, and you know, 
the Jalen Hurts era, which they finally need him starter earlier this week, which wasn't a shock. Uh, but here we go. Uh, in terms of losses, trade away Carson Wentz. Alshon Jeffrey left and actually hasn't been signed. I'm a little bit surprised by that. Um, I forgot about him. That's why I'm surprised. Um, Malik Jackson also left. Wide receiver Deshaun Jackson as well. Uh, Marquise Goodwin, who is a depth wide receiver. Uh, Jason Peters as well. Long, they're one of their longtime linemen went to the Bears. Uh, Jalen Mills, who is a defensive back. Let's uh, see. And then a few, you know, running back Corey Clement. And I'm trying to see. I think that's about it in terms of losses. Uh, in terms of additions, brought in, like our friend Mitch mentioned during the Washington segment, brought in Ryan Kerrigan. Uh, safety, Anthony Harris from the Vikings. Cornerback, Steven Nelson. Uh, grab linebacker, Eric Wilson from the Vikings. Uh, and then uh, also recently traded for Garnu Minshew uh, at quarterback. And then draft-wise... Go for upfront low prices on a great select... Sorry about that. That's a stupid ad. Round one, pick 10, Devonta Smith. And then at, at round two, also went Alabama again with the, one of my favorite centers, uh, Landon Dickerson. So uh, re-adding to uh, offensive line. And then third round went uh, with the guy Milton Williams, a defensive tackle out of Louisiana Tech. And then they had a few other picks, but not guys that I had on my radar or I, uh, John did. But um, regardless, John, how do you feel about the Eagles and, I guess, the upcoming Jalen Hurts era? I think a lot of people, especially like fantasy football people, are a lot higher on the Eagles than I am. Uh, I, I always preface this with any Eagles thing. Maybe I'm biased because I am a Cowboys fan, and there's if there's one team I hate, it is the Philadelphia Eagles. But I, I like Jalen Hurts. I don't think that he is an NFL-level thrower. Um, I know that he had some pretty decent games last year. Um, but I, I just, I wonder how he's going to prepare, uh, or how he's going to do this year when NFL teams are fully scheming for him, as opposed to just, it's the Eagles. We're going to win. Like you don't really need to pay that much attention, you know, now in a, in a year where it's okay, it's Jalen hurts. Let's stop him. Um, you know, can the Eagles hold up? I, I just have a lot of questions about their entire offense. Um, maybe except for like tight end, uh, tight end Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz. Apparently Zach Ertz wants to stay now. So that's sort of figured out. They have a really good tight end room, but offensive line, Brandon Brooks, Lane Johnson, you know, they, they have had some significant injuries recently. Um, and we know how good they both are, but they're, they're getting up there in age. They, you know, like I said, they're coming off injuries um, so one has to wonder, you know, how, how they'll do just sort of like the Cowboys offensive lineman. Uh, and then on the left side, they, Jason Peters is gone. I can't remember the names of their left guards and their left tackle, uh, their left tackles. Uh, I think so guard Samoan. Brandon Brooks, who was out last season, he tore his Achilles like week one or right before the season. Um, then that's Jason Kelsey. Oh, they always have like someone now filling it out like right guard for a while. It was like Isaac some Well, Brandon Brooks is their right guard. Sorry, left guard. Yeah. Um, I think they had Jason Peters play left guard last season. Andre Dillard played the tackle. I didn't watch a lot of Eagles games, so I don't remember. So, uh, and for regardless, okay. So Jordan Mylotta is oh, their yeah. left tackle. Cause that guy commented saying that, you know, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm, I'm not sold on him. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe we'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, and maybe I'll just be wrong. Um, and then let's see for guard which maybe uh, Landon Dickerson swings to guard for his rookie year while Kelsey still plays center. I don't know what the plan is there. 
but it's Isaac Selmalo. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure if I said that yeah, right. I, I don't, um, I don't he's, he's been there for a couple of years filling in, but not, yeah. not an amazing guard, just solid. Uh, I, I would do the thing where you play Landon Dickerson at guard, see what happens, um, because I think he's a really talented player. But at least currently it looks like the projected offensive line is him as a backup. Um, so yeah, I, I have questions about those two guys on the left side. And I think if one side of your line is really weak, then there's only so much your line can really do because then you become predictable. You're probably going to run a lot to the right side. Um, but even then with those guys, like I said, there's just, there's injury concerns. And so just, just question marks around the offensive line as a whole, except for Kelsey pretty much. Um, but even he, you know, he's, he's getting older. So, you, you know, there could be decline in play. We don't know. Um, at wide receiver, I still have question marks. Jalen Rager didn't have the most amazing year last year. I think he did have injuries though. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see what kind of year he can have this year. Devonta Smith. I, I think he's had some good preseason games, but um, sort of like Saquon with like the giants offensive line. I think he could be limited just based on the skill set of Jalen hurts um, could be limited. If the offensive line play isn't amazing and I know that people are, you know, like, oh, he, he doesn't need to gain weight and all that kind of stuff. And I'm I'm on board with that, too. But I do think there is sort of a added level of physicality in the NFL that he might have to adjust to. I'm not saying it's going to take a long time, but I do think there will be an adjustment period. Uh, and, you know, we're we're seeing that with everybody. Right. Every rookie, you know, like sometimes it just it takes a little bit to get used to it. Um, I mean, even Justin Jefferson who had an amazing year last year, like he didn't play the first, you know, couple of games and maybe that was because the coaching staff just felt like he needed to sort of, you know, get into the swing of things of how physical the NFL could be. Um, so yeah, I, I, I have questions, marks, question marks on like the entire offense pretty much, um, except for maybe Miles Sanders. But I think with Nick Sirianni, their new head coach, pretty sure that every, offensive scheme that he's ever been a part of. There's never been a running back that's had over 50% of the touches. And so I expect Miles Sanders to have to share the ball with guys like Boston Scott. And I think that could just limit, you know, his value. Um, and, and so, like I said, there's, I just have question marks about the entire offense question marks about the coaching staff on defense. I think the biggest concern is the secondary, um, Obviously, Darius Slay is there, and I love Darius Slay, but last year he just showed signs of age, especially when he had to guard guys like DK Metcalf, who was an athletic freak. Um, it, it just it wasn't a pretty what, sight. Was that when uh, Jim Schwartz told DK? He said something to DK, and then DK went off that game? Yes. Yes, Jim Schwartz said something. I don't know what he said, I forgot what he, but says, he said something. He says, like, you're not – uh, it wasn't even that bad though. He says like you're not Megatron. I, 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 yeah, I think he said like you're not Calvin Johnson yet, or something like that, uh, or like you're not Calvin. Yeah, you're not Megatron. Something along those lines. Before the DK. game, tell to him after the game, man. Don't give the man more juice to. Do you see the man? Do you see how jacked he is? Like you want to give him more firepower against your terrible defense? Sorry, yeah. I just had to jump in with that. That that was a funny thing from last year. And and then he torched their secondary. So also I. I imagine they have a new defensive coordinator. I don't know who, um, but I mean, they have a whole new coaching staff and, you know, in, in their secondary, right. They have Darius Slay. They got Anthony Harris, who I think is another one of those guys that sort of got overpaid by the market because of, well, actually, no, he had a really cheap contract actually, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, but even then I, the Vikings are one of those teams that sort of like pump out the free safety spot, which is different guys every time because Harrison Smith is really solid on the other side. And Mike Zimmer is pretty good at like scheming up his safeties. So you, you just wonder how good they can be outside of a Mike Zimmer scheme. 
Um, John the other cornerback is their d- defensive coordinator. Okay, and I I don't even know who that is. So, just unproven coaching staff. Um, but the other cornerback spots, it's Steven Nelson who got cut by the Steelers. He was actually graded really well last year, um, and he's on one of the best defenses. But um, also just had you know a monster front seven, so he probably didn't have to cover as long as he will with the Eagles. Um, who, mind you, still have a good defensive line, but similar issues to the offensive line of injury history, of you know just getting up there in age with Brandon Graham and, and Fletcher Cox, and you know how effective can they continue to be into their you know sort of fading years. Um, see, I, I just have a lot of question marks about this team just across the board for the most part, and I, I, I expect them to be last in their division. Um, their win total right now, according to Vegas odds, is at like six. I'm probably going to take the under on that. Um, uh, I, I mean, they first off, we have to play the AFC West, and that's you know that's the Chiefs, that's the Chargers, that's the Raiders, that's the Broncos. I think all four ca- teams are capable of beating the Eagles. I think all four teams right now are better than the Eagles. Um, and, and then you know you got to play defenses like Washington and the Giants, and I'm not sure that. Jalen Hurts and that offense can compete with those. And then if healthy, you got to deal with the Cowboys offense. And I'm not sure their defense is good enough to stop that offense. And so it's, it's just, I think it's going to be a rough season for the Eagles. Um, but Hey, you want a Super Bowl a few years ago. So, you know, still, still recent enough to where you can talk about it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll start with the defense. Cause yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'll just start with this. I, I think we, we all, anyone that, isn't outside that, that is outside of philadelphia as we've learned in some of our comments expecting this team to not be very well good and that's fine i mean they, they're kind of in a reload and you know nick sirianni didn't look that great in his first press conference but i mean hey they're there to coach not to you know talk to the reporters so maybe there's hope with that um yeah. but yeah in regards to the defense i mean didn't really address linebacker which is a huge hole they had last year like John, and then also like John mentioned, lost a lot in the secondary and didn't add to it really. So I mean, as good as our front four is, I mean, I love Fletcher Cox, but he's you know getting up, he's kind of showed signs of slowing down, and don't have much depth now. I mean, they only have they have like Derek Barnett, Brandon Graham's getting up there in age too, and I think they have they have I think they have Javon Hargrave, but yeah, saw it. But other than that, like not many guys after that that. Uh, yeah, I don't think they have Josh Sweat anymore. But so yeah, issues on defense there. And first time, it looks like this is the first time being an actual defensive coordinator is uh, Gant, Jonathan Gannon. Uh, he's been uh, he was a defensive backs and corners backs coach uh, in Indianapolis prior. So I mean, maybe he'll show some stuff, but I'm just not very confident with at least with the talent he has. And then uh, I'm uh, and then in regards to the offense, like John mentioned, I'm with John. I uh, Jalen Hurts is a great athlete, and I think, I think if he he could become a pro level thrower, but he's not, but he's not there yet. Um, and on top of the fact that not very reliable targets outside of really Dallas Goddard, um, who I think showed last year that he is the main tight end now. You know, Zach Ertz I think is starting to get there because also Dallas Goddard is a better blocker. Um, you know, we already talked about Jalen Rieger, how he's kind of been disappointing as we all kind of expected when when he got drafted. No clue. I mean, Devonta Smith, I expect he'll be back, but he missed, I mean, two, three weeks of training camp and preseason, so he might be behind. Um, and regardless, I just, I, I'm not, sh- 
I'm not sure this is going to be a creative enough scheme to to create opportunities for him. And then it does suck because I did draft Miles Sanders in my fantasy league, and I think that he can be a really good back. But if if they do running back by committee, that it might limit it because Boston Scott is good, excuse me, but I think he's more of a third down change of pace back um, than, you know, but we'll see. I mean, I, we'll see how they use both of those guys. But I'm with you, John. I just – I. I I don't expect them to do much this season, so you got to hope that Jalen Hurts progresses and that their young talent just progresses because, uh, yeah, Philly's in an odd spot where they're – because they went you know, all in for so long for the Super Bowl, they get, they're kind of still shuffling some veterans out, bringing some new guys in. So I don't expect them to hit that win total either, but uh, I'm not a betting man. So I'll keep it that short and simple for the Eagles because uh, – go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say um... – I want to know what you think about the Gardner Minshew trade because I find it incredibly interesting because I don't think they're a team like, for example, the Cowboys were linked to trading for Gardner Minshew. And for them, it'd make a little more sense because it's clear Dak's your guy. If he gets hurt because he got hurt last year, you have a capable backup who's proven that he can be, you know, a, a starting quarterback in the NFL. Uh, you know, in Jacksonville, and he had terrible stuff around him. So you'd have to wonder what can he do with actual weapons. Uh, but the Eagles are not in that situation. No one's expecting them to win right now. They don't have an old veteran quarterback who has ever struggled with any sort of injuries. Um, so I, I'm just what to me what that signals. Just taking all the context is that they don't necessarily have as much faith in Jalen Hurts as I think some people believe they do. Um, And part of me, I would not be shocked if Gardner Minshew becomes a starting quarterback at some point in the season, uh, because I, I just, I don't understand why you make that trade otherwise. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you. It makes no sense to me unless he, yeah, unless they don't have full confidence. Cause I mean, it's, in theory, you want Jalen, like we talk about some of the other young players, you want Jalen Hurts to go out there and make mistakes. You, know, you should be okay with that, with the fact that he's not going to dominate right away. Um, but so. And if he gets hurt, like you have Joe Flacco who can just play, and then you lose a lot of games, but at least you get a high draft pick. So, like, I, I just yeah. don't get it, you know? And then, like, two, I'm surprised could have gone – and I, I think I know why, because, you know, you don't want to bring in Cam Newton because he's Cam Newton, so it may automatically create more pressure behind Jalen Hurts or because, you know, as soon as he messes up or, you know, things aren't going well, fans are going to want Cam Newton, even players on the team, because, like, hey, we have a guy who wins the Super Bowl that's playing him, so I understand that. But, yeah, I just feel like there's better, less, obviously, I don't want to say threatening, but that's what the word I'm going to go with is threatening options. And yeah, I just, I don't know really what the Eagles are doing. Like it seems like every time I'm like okay, I see the direction they're going. They do this, they do something weird like this. Um, but I mean, really all NFL teams do. So I don't know. Maybe they just want a quality backup because you know maybe in theory, like in theory too, every NFL team is we're gunning for the Super Bowl. You know, uh, so maybe the maybe they really feel like they can win the Super Bowl up there. But I, I, oof, I mean, at least it wasn't that high of a draft pick. But um yeah wouldn't wouldn't shock me if like towards the end of the season they do that maybe also to preserve Jalen Hurts see what they have to see if they can get anything out of Garner Minshew maybe uh it but I'm with you it, it doesn't make much sense um otherwise yeah I mean I I, I don't know I I, I think it was it, it was so weird I feel like that has to maybe even put doubt in Jalen Hurts mind like I just 
I don't see the positive and why they made that move because even if Gardner Min, like, I don't, I don't think Gardner Minshew is going to like come out and become like this, you know, all of a sudden he's going to have a massive, you know, crazy year where he becomes a franchise quarterback. Like I think he's solid and we kind of know what he is and maybe in the right system, he could, you know, become a, a, like, you know, a top 20 quarterback or something like that. But I, I don't know. It, it just, it was, it was a weird move. I, I don't understand it in the slightest. All right. Well, I think we're going to wrap. That's what we'll call a wrap there. So that is the NFC East provided to by us. Let me make sure there's no random comments. Now we're good. So that was the NFC East. We'll be back probably record Labor Day or Tuesday. Probably we'll, we'll, we'll see. But um, we'll do our season predictions. Where we're going to predict playoff teams, you know, how the playoffs will turn out, and uh, season awards winners, you know, MVP, defensive player of the year, offensive rookie of the year, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so we'll be back for that early next week. And then right before, hopefully we'll probably do it hopefully Wednesday or Thursday or maybe sooner, we'll record it sooner. But regardless, we'll do our uh, get back to our weekly spread picks uh, so I can defend my title against John. So we'll do that next week. Uh, otherwise, hope everyone, you know, if you enjoyed, like, comment, subscribe, wherever you're watching or listening, please. Uh, like we mentioned before, you know, John's been killing on Instagram, which is at Shut Up and Ball Pod. Uh, and then our Twitter and our TikTok are just at Shut Up and Ball. And then a Facebook page is just shut up the ball. So, and obviously if you're watching on YouTube, uh, just, you know, like, comment, subscribe. It's all free. So thank you everyone for your support. And, you know, we're all getting excited for football. Got a lot of fantasy drafts this weekend. So if you're like me and John or John and I, good luck in those fantasy drafts. And, you know, hopefully you get the guys you want and hopefully it works out. But it probably won't because it's fantasy and it's weird. So, all right, everyone have a nice night.